0: name is Janelle Green. I'm a certified life coach. I'm a relationship coach. I'm a bucket list coach. I'm just a coach. And really what that really means is I'm so committed to the growth and the development of people and the planet, you know, especially right now during COVID. You know, a lot of people are hurting. A lot of people, their worlds have been rocked. You know, the things that they comfort and safety and are no longer there and I'm just I'm on a mission I'm on a mission to transform the planet I I want everybody like I wish this you know if there was anything I would want for this world is that we just love who we are we love our lives and we love everything in it you know our only job is to really like appreciate what we have and give thanks for it And sometimes we, you know, life gets in the way and materialistic things get in the way and we sometimes forget like really truly what's important in our lives. And so, you know, I've gone through my own, you know, personal journey the past 15 years of discovering who who I am and really taking responsibility for the things that I've done to hurt people and to hurt myself. And so now I feel like I want to take that, that experience and that knowledge and wisdom and help guide people through this. Because a lot of us, we weren't, we weren't given the tools or the manual on how to have a great relationship with ourselves, how to have a great relationship with other people, and how to have a relationship with a romantic partner, you know? And so there's a lot of people looking for that, that support. And that's what I'm here for. That's what my life is about
1: beautiful so tell us a little bit about your journey and how did your journey lead you to doing all of this and you so eloquently put it where you want to help everyone tell us a little bit about your journey from the beginning to here and then what your mission is about in regards to others
0: mhm well i'll just maybe briefly talk about when i was a kid you know when i was when i was young i knew i was special and You know, my parents are both very, you know, um, God-fearing people. And I've always felt I was different from others. I had all this energy. You know, my five-year-old self was the one that was doing cartwheels across the grass, you know, at school and trying to figure out how many cartwheels I could do before I was dizzy. And just being so like in awe of life. And, you know, everything in it. And I feel like, you know, even now in my 40s, I'm still that five-year-old who just sees the world so beautifully and so much opportunity and, and just everything. You know, I'm just so awake to that. So, you know, but, you know, as we go through life, a lot of times people in my life would tell me, you know, dim your light. It's too strong. It's too intense. You need to just chill out. And I was a dancer, I was a singer, I twirled the baton in many parades, you know, I was a a concert pianist, like I was doing it all. And that's the kind of life I had and that's the kind of the values that my parents put into me. So I, you know, I never got in trouble. I was a straight A student. I was really taught to be the best version of yourself every day and to be humble and to love people Therefore, love God and just to make the most of this life that we're given. And so I've never been someone who's kind of just sat around and, you know, went through that sort of experience of Groundhog Day. And whenever that did come up, that would, that would stir something inside of me to make a change. And so that's kind of like who I was from sort of from an infancy. Um, And then sort of the next big moment was when I met my first husband. You know, um, it was great in the beginning. And it felt like right after we got married that he just stopped trying. And I actually hear this from a lot of couples that I work with is that, you know, shortly after them getting married, everything changes. The affection star stops um, you know, the, the sweet things that their partner used to do for them no longer is there, the communication is gone, the, the fun and the playfulness is gone. And, you know, what I discovered in that relationship was how much my expectations were from coming from my parents and what I saw from my parents. And because my, my husband at the time was not that, you know, I, I really struggled with that relationship and couldn't figure out why he wasn't willing to do the things that my dad was willing to do for my mom. You know, I I envisioned a relationship where my partner was doing dishes with me, you know, we would go to family functions, we'd go to church together, and that slowly disappeared for me. And I got really resentful and bitter and I started to really blame him for all of the things that weren't working in our relationship. And sort of as a last resort, we did a three and a half day transformative course together. And I dragged him along because I had it that he needed to get fixed. It was like, you come with me to this thing so that you can discover what a jerk you've been to me. And in actual fact, I saw inside that course about who I was being. And what I saw was that when I was nine, my dad cheated on my mom with her best friend, and they had a child. And I remember being in the living room when my mom called us over and said, You know, your dad's leaving. He doesn't love us anymore. And without a word, he, you know, grabbed his things, turned around, and went down the stairs into a waiting car. And, you know, there's, even though I was you know, nine, this is over 30 years ago, I still remember that day. I still, it was nighttime. I remember I was in my PJs. You know, there's just those moments in your life that you never forget. I remember the car was brown, the one that was waiting outside. And I remember standing there in the bay window just watching this all happen and thinking to myself like, what the heck? You know, And I was daddy's little girl. And so it really tore me apart that, was happening and that our family was no longer a unit and i decided in that moment that i'm unlovable i can't trust people and every everybody i love will leave me now i didn't see that until i was in this course of course but you know looking back like sitting in that chair and looking back at my life and all the relationships that i had had up to that point it was like no wonder no wonder i I was attracted to the bad boys and the ones that were the liars and the cheaters and the, you know, the ones that were just not good for me because I felt that I, I wasn't good enough coming from when I was nine and that whole experience with my dad. And so at that moment, I, you know, I turned around to my ex and I said, you know what, I've been such a jerk to you. You know, I've been blaming you for how you've been acting. And I really get that that's, that's just who you are and there's nothing wrong with that. You're actually you're actually great. And it's not what I'm looking for it's not what I'm looking for. And so we were able to complete that relationship. We went we even went to the law courts together, we signed the papers together, we went out for dinner, we went in the same car and after dinner he dropped me off in front of my house and before I got out of the car I looked over at him and I said thank you and good luck and I gave him a kiss on the cheek and I got out of the car and that was it and that was not possible had I not done this course to really see for myself where is it that I'm not being responsible for the condition of my relationship and so immediately after doing that course and going through the separation I really started to go okay now that I know this about me who do I actually want to attract what kind of partner do I want not the one that I think that I deserve, but which one, what is it that I actually want? And a few months later I met Mike and I met, Mike was actually in Toronto, I was in Vancouver and I called this 1-800 number looking for tech support from my company and he answered. And we had just the most amazing conversation and I said to him, I said, hey, instead of me calling this 1-800 number whenever I need something, can I just call you directly? And for some reason he said, yes. And so we actually had this incredible business relationship for about four years, had no idea what he looked like, figured he wasn't very good looking because he was so nice and he had this amazing radio voice. So I figured, okay. And, and every time I talked to him, he never had a girlfriend. So I'm like, okay, he's one of those like nice guys, but not much to look at, you know? And it would just so happen that... Um, Four years later, he would get laid off, and so we were kind of forced to take our relationship from a business to a personal, where we just started to chat online. And you know, he, I, I confessed to him that I'm a musician and a singer, and that at the time, my favorite um, artist was John Mayer. And one day, he gets up on the on the webcam and says, "You know, I have a surprise for you." I'm like, "Okay." He grabs his guitar. And starts playing my favorite song and my heart just was like oh skippy you know like this man knows the way to my heart um and yeah our relationship just kind of blossomed from that and you know we did this long distance relationship thing for a few months and then eventually i just said to him like listen we need to figure something out either i need to move to toronto or you need to move to vancouver because this long distance thing doesn't work and so Two days after Christmas, 2006, he shows up at the airport with just two bags. And so he left everything to be with me here in Vancouver. He took a chance. And that was 15 years ago. And we are so happy and so in love. And he's he's my best friend. And I really want that for other people. I really want for people to get clear for themselves who they are. love and accept themselves so that they can do that for others because you can't love and accept other people if you don't have that grace for yourself it has to start here first
1: and that's amazing to hear and i thank you for sharing that for me i don't know any stories like that so to hear what you're to hear your situation your story from the beginning to the end yes I know a little bit more than probably what people are saying to now, but to hear it gives me faith in it because there's probably so many people like me who all they know is the divorce, right? Mm-hmm. Like your first um, marriage, that's all we know. Even though that was an amicable split, what do you see that's that's out there, right? You see this person king, this car, you see this person um, destroying this. You see, sometimes houses on fire, right? You hear this mm-hmm. total destruction and chaos because so many of us lose our minds when we lose our relationship. But mm-hmm. to have you and the first person act like true to true adults and say, This is the person I am. This is the person you are. You're good the way you are. I'm good the way I am. We're just not good together. Mm-hmm. Let's go separate ways and find someone's want to hear that someone who's taking a chance on love who taking a chance on each other that's beautiful because that gives us the other side and to your point you're taking what you've developed organically and you're saying I want this for everyone else so Mm -hmm. why do you think so many of us are missing or let me react let me change that question What is it that we're missing to get to the point where you and Mike got to?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is that we got to stop listening to what other people are telling us. We got to stop listening to the social media, stop listening to people who are having crappy relationships and, you know, all they care about is, you know, get out of there, get out of there. You know, like it's just, it's a very one-sided perspective. Um, but at the end of the day, what I see is missing, if I could really summarize, it would be number one is responsibility for the condition of your relationship, like owning it. Like, yeah, our relationship isn't great. And although you may be an alcoholic, a drug addict or whatever, I am still responsible because we are in this together. You know, so many people are so enamored with the idea of getting married, especially women, right? It's like, oh, I get the ring and the dress and the party. And they are actually not clear about what marriage actually is about. Um, And then the second thing I would say is communication. If there's no communication in your relationship, which I guarantee you every relationship that isn't doing well, that is at the heart of it is they are just not communicating. A lot of people think communication is just about talking. But it's not. It, talking is such a small piece of that. It's really like hearing what your partner is saying to you without resistance, without the ya yeah buts, without the excuses and justifications, without the blame. But just really hearing what your partner is trying to tell you. And most people can't, can't even get past that. And so a lot of my clients that I work with that are couples, I am that for them. I am that middle person that, you know, they can't hear it from their partner, but they can hear it from me. And they seem to just, they're open to me, but they're not open to their partner. And so I'm just basically regurgitating, you know, what, how the partner feels and the other person just can't hear it. I would say that those are kind of the two overarching things that I see are missing. But if I were to to drill it down, I would say, number one, humility and respect is missing. To really have, well, again, going back to being aware, being responsible, it's like being being humble. Because sometimes we forget that we're all humans. We mess up. We do stupid things. We say stupid things. We we make mistakes and we hold our partner at such a high regard that they're not even allowed to be human. They, and they're walking around in eggshells because they're afraid to mess up. Because if they do some tiny thing or say the wrong thing, they're on the couch. Or, you, you know, the partner will threaten divorce or separation or taking taking the kids away or withholding sex. And that's not fair. You know? And just being able to treat people the way we want to be treated. You know, I listen to the way people speak to their partners. And I'm like, there is no way you would ever speak to like that, to your friends, to your parents, to your children. So what makes you think it's okay to talk like that to your partner whom you say you love? You know, I think that's what's so hard for people. The person that you love, listening to them talk to you in a way that is so diminishing and so condescending is, is so hard. And so people always wonder, like, why doesn't my husband talk to me? Why doesn't he open up to me? I talk to the husband, the husband says, well, she yells at me and she calls me names and she tells me I'm lazy and that I'm good for nothing. Well, of course I'm not gonna open up to her. Like, yeah, I get it. That makes total, total sense. You know, I think also what's missing is um, that regular connection and bonding. You know, my husband is so great at this because I, as you know, you know me pretty well now, Terrain, is like, I am a go, go, go. Like, there's sometimes where I have like tunnel vision and I will walk past him, not even making eye contact. And he'll be like, hold on, hold on. I was like, what? He says, I need a kiss for you to pass this area. This, I am the drawbridge and I require a kisses payment. You know, he'll do little things like that. Or, you know, before we go to bed, he's like, you know, can I have a two-minute hug? I'm like, yeah. You know, and we just sit on the couch and we just hug. We don't talk. But it's just that moment that we're together. And if we don't get to that, it's at least a you know, sitting together before we go to bed and go, how are you? Like, really, how are you? And being truly curious about what's been going on in his day today and really having him experience being heard, and known, and respected, and acknowledged. It makes such a difference, and it it doesn't take a lot of time, you know? We're all busy, and we always use time as a reason why we don't have enough sex, why we don't do date nights, why we, you know, why we don't put this extra effort in, but there's so many of these little things that make such a difference that take minutes, maybe even seconds to do, it, but makes such a difference for the the strength of the bond that you guys have. You know, I think for me and my husband, we trust each other so deeply. You know, if someone came up to me and said, your husband's cheating on you or some crazy thing, I would not even think twice about it. Really not. Because we have such a deep bond and I I know who he is for me and I know who I am for him. And so we don't, we don't do the blame game. We don't, everything is ours. His problem is my problem. And my problem is his problem. We, we do everything together, everything. And that makes such a difference, especially during these difficult times. You know, I'm not going to lie, we're also struggling, you know, financially and, you know, all these other unique challenges that we're dealing with, but we have each other's back, you know, and when he's, having a hard day, or if I'm having a hard day, I know that he's right there with me, like totally loving me, believing in me, telling me everything is going to be okay, and reminding me what a great person I am. Like, that's what we need for each other in, in relationships, but we're, I see we're so caught up in our own stuff that we're like, never mind you, how about me? Do you even know what I'm dealing with right now? Forget you, right? And it's just not, that doesn't work because then we're now, you've got now two people who are feeling so lonely, rejected, unloved, unheard, and they're just like these two beings that are kind of coexisting in the same space and not really leaning on each other as couples should because that's that's what it's all about, I think. It's like being together and having someone make your life even more richer and more fulfilling
1: you know yeah and that's what i want to touch on because i think when you mention well for me on the outside looking in and just looking at maybe some of the when you look at some of the numbers right here in canada where you see like there's like these two lines where it's almost the same amount of people that are single that are married and they're growing at different rates but then you see this like increase of the, the common law where people just living together. They're not going in front of um, maybe a church or a judge or the courts and announcing it. But could it be when you touched on the responsibility piece, the communication piece, if I'm coming into a relationship and I'm responsible for me, I'm accountable for me, I'm communicating with myself and now i want to engage in a relationship based on like observation based on experience there's sometimes where the person may feel that i'm responsible for me i'm accountable for me i'm not responsible for the happiness of janelle i'm not accountable for what janelle is doing even though you have two people coming together and making that whole puzzle Do you find that some people, when they're entering these relationships, these marriages, they're still in the independent mindset that I'm going to do me, this person is going to do them, and then we're just going to coexist together instead of saying, to your point, let's mesh together because we are running this race hand in hand. If one person stumbles, we all stumble. So we have to pick each other up Instead of one person if it's like one person being so far ahead of the other person, and if they're not moving at their speed, if they're not contributing what they're contributing, you get the frustration, you get the blame, you get the annoyance, you get the withholding of sex, you get the withholding of money, you get the canceling of dates, because instead of existing and instead of living together, they're just existing together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, this is the thing with relationships, right? It's it's mostly gray. There is no real black and white. You know, everything I'm saying, it's not the truth. It's really just in my experience. Cause, you know, listen, I get it. Like I have been very blessed to have a partner who has a very similar values. And a lot of times we marry or, you know, shack up with people that we're not aware that have very different values in us. Until, you know, and then, you know, six months, two years down the line, you're like, oh, hold on. We don't actually hold the same value. And so that can be very challenging for people, especially when you're very clear about what your value is. You know, I have a friend who she's like vegan and her husband is a hunter and he smokes and she gets really upset that he does those things, but he was always that. He's, he didn't change. That's who he was in the beginning. And now she's the one who's Saying this is not okay and you need to change. Um, so to your to your question, you know, I think it's important for us to be independent people. I don't, you know, I don't think you're required to be codependent or, you know, especially when your partner is in a very, very different space than you are, you know, and and I think that's why a lot of people disconnect from their partner because their way of being is so can occur as toxic and you know destructive and things like that however a lot of times people well i would say i would invite people to look to see if there is something that they did that they that they can be responsible for because i'm clear you know when i read these these write-ups or you know questions that people send me around the relationship i'm clear that they did not marry their partner like that. They would have never married their partner if they were that terrible. So that happened over time, right? So there were conditions that caused this person to change to become who they are. So first, I think, you know, looking first over here and going, okay, did I cause that? Did my husband shut down and stop talking and stop wanting to have sex because of something I did that I actually haven't cleaned up? There's a mess that is left out there or an impact that I haven't taken responsibility for. And then the other piece is like, yeah, you know, being independent is great and knowing who you are and not letting someone else suck the life out of you. But also knowing like, if that were me, if I was really struggling, wouldn't I want my partner to like try to pick me up and make me feel good rather than trying to change me and tell me I'm wrong and tell me I'm screwing up? Like, wouldn't you want more compassion and grace and just someone to say, you know what? You're going through a hard time and I'm here for you. You know, so it's, it's such a, it's such a dance relationships, isn't it? But the key is like having both people committed to the same thing. And the only way you're going to know that is being in communication. And the only way to have proper communication to be open and to be vulnerable and so many of us are have this hard shell that we we place ourselves inside because we're so afraid to be hurt we're so afraid to be rejected we're so afraid to be abandoned especially if we have issues when we were kids of abandonment that will show up like that even if you have the best partner in the world if you got stuff that you haven't dealt with it's going to show up in your relationship And so that's why I always go back to make sure that you are good before you get into a relationship and make sure that you're checking in over here before you start looking out here about where the problem is.
1: I was going to ask you that um, it's tough not to enter a relationship without baggage or without some type of expectation that you got from a previous relationship. To your point, um, you date someone that... unemployed they couldn't hold a job and every time you said you would try to give them encouraging words the next person you date has to be like a millionaire (laughs) (laughs) right because now you have to you have to compensate for two people in your mind yeah but it's unrealistic because the person that makes that much money is so small so how do how do you help people overcome that and i asked that question because you had to overcome it, I have to overcome it. Many of us, because the days of us meeting um, one person and being with them for the rest of our lives is not as um, frequent as it was maybe before, where you married um, the, the handsome guy down the street in your village, or you met, or you messaged, you know, the innocent girl. That sung at, at um, she was in a choir at church. Yes. Like we don't have that because the world is so much bigger, but at the same time, it's so much smaller because we can do the long distance relationships. We can be dating someone within our same city, in the neighboring city, the neighboring province or state, or even the neighboring country. Mm. So how do you help people overcome some of the problems or maybe some of the expectations that may negatively impact their future relationships.
0: Yeah, I love this. I love this part because people usually don't know what that thing is, right? They, they know it's there. They feel it, but they can't quite put their finger on it. And so, you know, before we even get into fixing the issue, I actually do a really deep dive with them about their values and beliefs because you can tell so much about a person just in their belief system. Right, and then, and then taking that and going, okay, well, here's your belief system. Does your partner believe in those things? Or have you communicated those beliefs or those expectations? Because I think, you know, women in general, we are terrible at, at saying what we want and being really straight about it. Like we do this like mind game, manipulation, read my mind you know, passive aggressive thing. And I I say this because I used to do this too. And now, you know, I'm much more self-aware. But, you know, and then we leave men confused about like, okay, so what am I? So you want me, you want to be independent, but yet you want me to be your hero. Like, huh, right? It's so confusing for people. But I think that really, again, taking ownership for the expectations and realizing that, The fact that you're upset that your partner isn't fulfilling your expectations when your expectations have either not been delivered and communicated, or that it comes from a past experience or um, expectation from maybe your parents or your culture or your, you know, um, just your social upbringing, you know, and being able to see that then you can actually take responsibility for it. Cause then some people have it like, but that's gospel. Like everybody knows that that's common sense. It's like, well, what if it wasn't common sense? What if that wasn't the thing for everybody? You know? So I think that's a huge thing. And I think having expectations of your partner is so dangerous. You know, I actually was at a gym and someone, my trainer who I met that day was like, what is the number one, um, advice you have for me and my my boyfriend, and the first thing that came out of my mouth was don't have expectation. And she's like, "What? What do you mean? You know?" And I think for me, it's like I have very little expectation of my husband. To be honest, I just want him to be him. I want him to be happy. I want him to do his thing. That's really what I want. But anything else, as far as like what he's supposed to do in the house. I don't expect it. Even though he's been doing it every single day for 15 years, unless we've had a verbal agreement that that is his thing, I don't expect it. So one of the things would be making coffee. Every morning, he, he gets up before I do and he makes coffee every morning. And half of those mornings, he actually brings me the coffee into my office, but I don't expect it. Cause at least if I don't expect it, then I don't make him wrong or get angry or upset that he doesn't do these things and every time he does it's like the most beautiful surprise you know when he knocks on my door and says honey i brought you coffee i'm just like oh thank you that's so sweet but if i came from a place of expectation i may not be as appreciative and i may be upset if there's that one day that he doesn't make the coffee yeah because
1: you would put absolutely um, i always give the 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 saying expectation is the mother of all disappointments yeah. right once you <laughs> once you expect it and it doesn't happen you become disappointed and you raise a good point because that's sweet that this person is doing it yeah right? like you get that coffee and you know it's from a place of genuine love versus you're telling them, um, it's 9 a.m., where's my coffee? Then it's a chore, mm-hmm. right? And I want everyone to understand, when we say have, don't have too many expectations, we don't mean um, don't have any standards. Yeah. That's right, because some people may yes. say, oh, Janelle's saying she has no expectations. Will she date someone homeless? No, we have standards, Yeah. <laughs> right? But yeah. standards is different. Standards is saying, this is what I want out of my life. I want someone that's going to be there for me because I want to be there for them. Mm-hmm. But the expectation is not, I don't expect them to buy me a new car, the biggest house, diamond earrings, or all these other things. Mm-hmm. So if someone yeah. were to come to you and ask you, or let's put, us phrase it like this. What would you tell the next generation after the generation of us? What advice would you want to give them to help them along in their relationships? Because they seem to be the one that's coming up in an era that's quite different from ours, right? There's more awareness when it comes to mental health, more awareness when it comes to sexual identity. There's all these other different things. What advice would you give the next generation to help them along their journey, and maybe avoid some of the things that you had to go through?
0: Yeah, I would say number one, make sure you do the inner work do the inner work read i read lots of books i listen to a lot of people and i take action so reading is great learning is great but if you don't put if you don't follow through with action to implement the things that you learn then all of that knowledge makes no difference and that is why a coach is so important because a coach will hold you accountable and say okay you say that you're committed to forgiving your partner for for cheating on you okay so what what action are you actually going to take on to have that go back to the way it was what are you willing to give up so that you don't keep going sliding backwards you know being able to be hold, held accountable for those things because you know as humans you know our ego is like right there you know wanting to protect us and telling us oh well we don't need to, we don't need to forgive or we don't need to you know give people space, like they're the, they're the one in the wrong, you are the one in the right, and there's all this like right and wrong, good and bad. And consider that there is no right or wrong or good and bad, there's just different perspectives. So to answer your question, I would say, do the inner work, be, and do the work around communication and learn how to listen. I would say 99.9% of people actually don't listen. I thought I was a great listener as a sales rep. That was my job is to listen and then fix the problem. And I really got, you know, becoming a coach is like, wow, this whole listening thing, I am different. terrible at totally it.
1: Different. Totally, totally different.
0: Totally different. Yeah. And to listen to listen the distinction is to listen not to respond, but to listen to how the other people, the other person feel understood. It's a totally, totally different distinction. And I think that's what makes, that's what people appreciate about me. They go, Chanel, I just feel so heard by you. I feel so known. I feel like I'm no longer judged and I can just be myself. I don't have to try to be this perfect human being. Like I give people so much space to just be human. Like even if they cheated with their spouse, I'd be like, I got it. You were lonely. I got it. I don't blame you not saying it was a good thing that you did that but you know you're a human being it's okay it's okay to make mistakes now we just got to fix it that's all that's really the attitude i come in with it's not it's not about giving them 20 lashings and telling them we're a terrible person because that does nothing that makes no change in the world except for making the other person feel worse
1: you know yeah you'd always want to make sure that the consequence or is something that they learn from put it like let them what i try to do is i try to have people um self-reflect on their actions and to understand what has happened at least they can come to their own um type of consequence but as you mentioned if you're going to you know bring out the whip and say okay you've done this and have this like Mm -hmm. charts of consequence you you didn't wash the dishes this is what you get you didn't do this this Mm -hmm. is what you get Mm -hmm. right
0: which yeah which leads me to my i would say my Number one, number two, like secret formula, if you will. Okay. So, what it is, what I'm such a fan of, and what me and my husband do really, really, really well is we appreciate each other. It's so funny. I tell my clients, go and acknowledge your partner today. She's like, why? He hasn't done anything. I said, why does he have to do something to acknowledge him? Why can't you just say to him, you know what, honey? You're a great guy. You know what, sweetheart? I love you. You know what? You're an amazing human being. Thank you for making my life amazing. Thank you for bringing me that coffee that really made my day. Thank you for asking me how my day was. I really, you know, it really made a difference for me. We acknowledge each other so much. And here's the thing, guys, is that when you can acknowledge someone, it pumps them up and they actually want to do more things for you. They want to, they want to make you happy because they it's like an adrenaline rush for them for you to say, I appreciate you, I love you, especially in those moments when it's the it's it's very counterintuitive. Something bad just happened, you know. My, I, I broke a full bottle of olive oil all over my granite countertop. And I was so, I felt so bad because it was my husband's favorite. It was brand new. It was, you know, those fancy olive oil with the special tops. He was like totally in love with it. And I broke it. And not one word of upset, nothing. He was just like, oh, honey, are you okay? Wait, wait, wait. I don't want you to get, you know, get glass on your feet. Hold on, hold on. You know, and he helped me mop it up. And he's like, honey, it's okay. Don't feel bad. It's okay. We'll get another one. You know, I'm clear that that was distinct. I'm clear if that was an, any other couple, there would have been some arguing, some upset, probably not talking for half an hour, some resentment. But you know, it just feeling appreciated, even when our humanity is in full full beast mode, and someone saying, "You know what? Even when you're being human and not perfect, I still love you." is such a liberating. And, you know, all we want is we want to belong. We want to be loved and we want to belong. That's really all we care about, right? And so if we can do these little things for our partner and, and boost them up when they would normally beat themselves up, it goes so far. And so, you know, I have a husband that will do anything, absolutely anything for me with a smile on his face, with love in his heart. And there's never a feeling of obligation. It's like, I get to do this for my wife. I get to make my wife breakfast this morning. I get to bring her coffee this morning. I get to get her her favorite ice cream and put a smile on her face. Everything is is an opportunity, not an obligation.
1: Yeah, it's like the art of complimenting and good deeds is solely dying where we need a reason to do it. You know what? Mm -hmm. Today, I love you. Why you tell me that? Well, I just want to express how I feel because you make me feel happy. Mm. And we need to get back to saying that just because we want to say it. And it's unfortunate that some people feel uncomfortable. They may feel awkward or they may feel that there has to be something done that they deem worthy mm-hmm. to rec- mm. to give a compliment. And I think that's probably the scariest part.
0: Yeah. Well, what's interesting is I, I struggled with that. You know, I would have like no makeup, woke up in the morning, haven't brushed my hair. You know, I'm still in my PJs and, you know, I'd be in the bathroom, you know, brushing my teeth and just looking like hell. And my husband would just say, you know what? You are so beautiful. And I would get almost angry at him. I'm like, why are you saying that? Of course I'm not beautiful. Look at me, you know? But he's just like, but babe, you're, you're beautiful. You could, wear a paper bag over your head I would still think you're beautiful and it took me years to really get like wow I don't have to look perfect for him to love me I don't have to have my face all done and my hair perfect for him to like think I'm the most beautiful human being in the world and that's a lot for us especially for us women where our intrinsic ongoing uh recorder tells us we're not enough you know to have someone who says you know what you are enough And you don't even have to do anything to be enough. You are just enough, just like children are enough. They don't have jobs. They don't contribute to society, but they're perfect. And we love them. And and they're extraordinary just the way they are. Just because they are, they are the way they are who they are. That's the only reason why. Like, why can't we be that for our partners?
1: Absolutely right. And children... Just being children is more than enough because the amount of love that the parents will give to them, that the community would give to them, we need to carry that forward as they get older because the love should increase, not decrease. And it seems that teen, uh, not teenagers, seems that children are loved unconditionally. Teenagers they get that, but it seems like adults. That's where it's more of, okay, what have you done for me lately versus what have you done for me at all.
0: Mm -hmm. It's almost like transactional, right? And so it's like, I'm not going to give you love until you give me love the way I want the love. And then maybe I'll think about giving you love. You know, when I I feel like it, not when you ask for it, but when I feel like giving it to you, you know? And so there's this constant like feelings of rejection and not enoughness all day long.
1: It's I like do. you have to pay the toll. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. And you shouldn't have to. You know? And any... I, I, um, I, mm-hmm.
1: No, go ahead. Go ahead, you know.
0: No, it's okay. I, I can't remember.
1: It's not it's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, any um, final words you want to share with our audience today?
0: Hmm. Let me just tap into my divine mirror. I was
1: just about to say, as she meditates and she yeah. pulls from the heavens.
0: <laughs> I do. You know what? I pray every day, Lord, give me the words that I that people need me to say. You know? And really what I would say is, you know, love beyond words. And love Yeah, love beyond words. You know, going back to what you said earlier. There was there was actually something you said that was so great about you know, giving to each other. You know, what I hear a lot of people go is like, you know, m- women will say this a lot, my husband does nothing for me, you know, I do his dishes, I clean, I cook, I do all these things, and what I get from how they share it is that it's like, look at all the things I'm doing for you, and yet you give me no love, but it's like, that doing doesn't prove love, the doing is, especially when the doing is being done with not a gracious and loving heart that you're doing it as like obligation like look at me i'm taking care of your kids and i'm shuffling them around it's not it's not it's not authentic and so what i think a lot of women need to specifically women need to understand is that you have to show love